Hi again, everybody, and welcome to Episode 2 of the Fall Ice Cosmic Report. I'm Anthony, and Tim this week is here back with us. As Tim, we can finally discuss a win. Uh, what a win for our Penguins in the season opener against the Cardinal Word. They took down the Cardinals 44-41 in an overtime thriller that I think best can be described as, and I think you pointed out also when we talked Friday, that standby magic was back. Yeah, it definitely felt that way. Uh, obviously, anytime you win a game when you kind of come from behind like they did or, in a sense, able to overachieve you know, when things are against you, it's important. And getting that first win of the season is always very important. Getting it at home, uh, getting it in overtime fashion is just I mean, there's a lot of positives. You can take some negatives out of that. We can mm-hmm. talk about that later. But there's, in the end, the positive is that you rose to the challenges that you face and you won the ball game. Yeah. Uh, it's obviously, the key thing is, and we talked about it in our preview episode, this was a must win. I know it was a season opener, but when you look at the schedule that we had, minus a a ranked McNeese State team we were supposed to play. We won't play them this year. But you get Michigan State, and then you go right into conference play after a bye week against Western Illinois that beat you last year. You go to Northern Iowa, we talked about that we haven't won there since Jim Trussell was a coach. And to get off on that foot. And I think the big thing, Tim, was I can sit here, and I got it right here, you know, go over plays and stats, and we'll go over that in a little bit. But I think the the big thing that stood out to me, and I – think you and I might have discussed this during the game Thursday was we had the lead going in the fourth quarter. We had the lead going in the fourth quarter in almost every game but two last year, I believe. The three. In the games we didn't have a lead, it was within a touchdown or something. So we were in a lot of close games and it was, let's see if this team can finally win a game. And you mentioned it last week when we talked. That South Dakota State game last year, that was the game we looked at and said, this team needs to grow up and learn how to win games. And we took a step in the right direction. Thankfully, when you have number eight back there making plays like he did, he's a stud. He is uh, in a short year and a half with us. Uh, He's a special player, Tim. Yeah, very fortunate that he transferred to Youngstown State in McLaughlin, and they recognize the talent that he has. They do have to be more creative finding ways mm-hmm. to get him the ball, but mm-hmm. that's a different story. He was he was absolutely a game breaker yes. and a game maker. Without him, we don't. I win I, yeah, no, you lose forty one thirty one or forty one twenty one. Yeah, you know, not even a close ball game. So, yeah, he was a difference maker. They need to rely on him, mm-hmm. and they need to continue to develop the offense. Yeah, and you know, let's get started. We started a. First-time quarterback in Dimitri Crenshaw. He took the first-team reps in the last couple weeks of practice. He played the whole game at quarterback. Um, and he only threw to the ball 12 times. He was 9-12 for 112 in a touchdown. Efficient. I thought he showed composure. And I thought he did a good job of stepping up in the pocket to avoid the rush and keeping his eyes down the field. A couple of times he made a couple of nice throws over the middle to Ogletree. He found um, uh, Bryce Oliver for the first touchdown of the game. 
Um, and when we needed to drive most, late in the game, we're down four after a just a back-breaking drive to give up the lead. 56 seconds left, only one timeout. He made the plays when we needed to. And that's impressive for a first-time quarterback. Not even that, but you know, a redshirt freshman. Mm-hmm. Let's put it into perspective of who he is. Yes. Uh, yeah, you can see this. Unlike the spring season mm-hmm. where they could not identify the quarterback, mm-hmm. this summer training camp, they, they did, did identify yes. the quarterback. And they built offense around some of his skill sets. And they get him out in spaces and let him make deals. And like you said, impressive is that he's not you know looking down at his feet or looking this and left. His, his eyes are up at seeing the field, you know, making plays either with his feet or with his arm or just directing traffic. Mm-hmm. Those are three things that he did in that game mm-hmm. that I thought were very impressive for a redshirted freshman. Yes. His eyes were always downfield. He got out in spaces. He made good decisions for the most part when to run and when not to, if it wasn't a design run. Yep. And most importantly, there were times where he was directing traffic yes. downfield, telling him, Players go here, go mm-hmm. there. I'm going to hit you that way, or I want you here for I can go there. And that was, to me, really the most important thing I've seen out of Crenshaw is that he had a commander with the offense. Yes. They didn't ask him to do a lot. They stayed within a frame, frame for him. But that frame can be expanded each and every week, and they can move forward. But no matter what football team you are, one of the first things that coaches have to do is identify who your quarterback is and then build around their skill sets around an offense that you believe in. They didn't do it in the springtime. It looks like they may be on that path with Crenshaw. I mean, I don't want to overpraise him after one game, but they scored 41 points. Yes. You can't take that away from them and what they achieved. And McLaughlin had a lot to do with it, but the entire offense had a lot to do with it. So those are really good positives in my eyes. Yeah, you ran the ball for 351 total yards. Uh, Jaleel McLaughlin led the Penguins with 242 rushing yards, including that big 42-yard reception at the end of the game. When it looked like you made a great point and went back and watched the replay, I think once he crossed to 50, UIW thought, let's just let him keep running. He's going to run off the clock. We're going to win the game. And he had the smarts to get down and call timeout immediately, which uh, gave us two seconds, and uh, McFadden kicked his two clutch field goals. Uh, Penguins threw the ball only 12 times, but they were efficient. Nine completions for 112 yards, a touchdown. And the thing that I liked the most, 9.3 yards per completion. Yeah, that's um, really looks good on a stat line. Remember, 42 yards came on the last play. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Uh, the touchdown was impressive, let's be honest. Yes. Going into this week's game against Michigan State, you can't be out of 12. No. You, you're going to throw the ball more. You're you going to have to open up the offense and ask a young quarterback to do a very, very impressive thing against a bigger, faster, stronger defense than you've grown to face all year. So, be interested to see. But it was a really good opening game, and they were able to achieve their goals, and they were able to achieve the outcome that was desired. So on that level, I'm very excited. We said coming in the game, it's a must win. We did that. 
you mentioned goals. Let's touch on my three keys I gave last week. Uh, you were unavailable last week with some uh, scheduling. It's a, sh- uh, it's, a, it's a shame. I always like having you. Um, I, I gave three main goals. Number one, keeping current Ward off the field. Uh, Cameron Ward and Kevin Brown, they're studs. Cameron Ward is a hell of a quarterback. He might be the best quarterback we'll see all year, including this week against Michigan State. That kid's special. Um, so, so I said keep the Cardinals off the field. Why issue one time possession by 11 minutes? That's huge when you face an explosive offense like that. My second key, it kind of mixed together. I kind of blended together. I said win the turnover battle by two. We can't have any turnovers. We did not. And I said you must get a short field with an offense still trying to find its footing. I said with a turnover, with a special teams play, Penguins on the first series of the game for Incarnate Word blocked the punt, took over at the 30-yard line. They cashed that into points. When you get a short field like that, you want to cash in. Penguins cashed in. We had the block punt. We had the Samos Saints to run kickoff return to midfield. We scored on that also. And then, again, the only turnover we got was the 4th and 25 fumble that Cameron Ward had um, that we recovered right before we went out of bounds to set us up. It ended their overtime possession, and it set up our uh, game-winning drive. And I said, and it probably was the most ex- most important, and it went along with my first key, run for 250. I thought if we ran for 250, keep us in the field, keep us ahead of the chains, keep us first and 10. You touched on it so many times last year. Winning first down is big for any team, especially this team who's young and trying to find their offensive footing. You have to keep ahead of the chains. So, that run for 250. Well, Jaleel did that all by himself, basically. Yeah. He had 242, and we ran for 351. Uh, really nice games for Crenshaw on the ground. You mentioned that. I thought Christian Turner came in, spelled McLaughlin. Um, had a really nice game. He had 80, 80 85 yards. Um, take all three of those keys, and it came up with a 44-41 win. It wasn't always pretty. It had way too many penalties, especially some personal fouls that you know, got to be cleaned up after the play. But first game, new team we haven't seen ever. Um, there was a lot of teachable moments you mentioned, a lot to correct. But the most important thing, we're one to know going to Michigan State. And this will be our third matchup with the Spartans, our first meeting with Michigan State since 2013. Uh, YSU in 2011 under Eric Wolford in his first or his second year. Uh, Penguins took a 6-0 lead going to the second quarter, but fell in that game 28-6. Really battled, and then 213 just got away from us early. Uh, we lost 55-17. Uh, it is our first game against the Big Ten teams in 2014 when we fell to Illinois late in the game. We had to lead late, and Illinois scored in, uh, with a couple minutes left in the game. I sneak out that win. But uh, we traveled to East Lansing this week, Tim, uh, to face the Spartans, who are 1-0, coming off a really impressive Beat down over Northwestern, who last year was in the Big Ten title game, and probably two, three minutes away from beating Ohio State, a team that ultimately played for the national championship. Um, I got home from our game last week, the high school game, and watched the last couple quarters, and they looked good. They looked much improved. Now, granted, Northwestern's probably not what they were last year, but under Mel Tucker in his second season, they're very physical. Uh, Ken Ford. Walker ran for 264 yards and four touchdowns. This is a good team. I mean, yes. I'm not going to say they're a, a national power, 
Okay, but this is mm-hmm. a quality Big Ten team that is in a second year of Mel Tucker. Mm-hmm. And you, anybody who's a Big Ten fan, an Ohio State fan, knows who Mel Tucker is and what, you know, you can expect a team to continue to improve. They're going to try to establish the run. Yep. That's what they do. However, I think it's going to be key here is our linebacker play. Yes. And the reason I say that is not necessarily to stop the run as much as we need to, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. But I honestly do believe with the offense that they're running this year, uh, talking about the Spartans, mm-hmm. that you're going to have to stop the multiple tight ends they have. Yes. And the coverage against the tight ends in this game will determine how successful you are. If they are unable to tight the guard the tight ends where they're able to pick up the third and six first downs or yep. the third and four first downs and when they're throwing the ball, that's going to open up the field for their their outside and the running game. Penguins have got to get better on third downs defense. Yeah, but more importantly, in my opinion, is how in the middle of the field you're 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 seven. Yes. Your four guys up front, your linebackers, mm-hmm. how they are able to affect the passing game, and more importantly, how can you take one of the weapons away from Michigan State? Yeah. And the Michigan State weapon that was not used much against Northwestern, so I expect to see more of it in week two, is tight ends. And I think that's going to be really a big part of this ballgame. If you see the tight ends with three receptions or less in this game, why should you do a fantastic job? If they have six, seven, eight receptions in this game and they're, you know, 100 yards and and five of them were completed for first downs, it's going to be a long day. Yeah, you're going to have to. And the, I think this is key, and I mentioned this last week uh, when I was covering Incarnate Word, and I think it goes for every team. You have to stop the run first. And you have to make a team dimensional. Now, granted, we did an okay job, not a great job against Incarnate Word, and they still threw for 300 yards, 350. Uh, that's the kind of offense they are. This is a more traditional offense that Penguins will face. Uh, not saying they're not explosive, because they are. But you mentioned it. Under Mel Tucker, a defensive guy, defensive coach, they want to run the ball. They want to establish a line of scrimmage. They want to use a lot of multiple tight end sets in the passing game with uh, Peyton Thornton, a young quarterback. Played a little bit last year. Uh, he beat it. Beat out Temple transfer Anthony Russo in the uh, preseason to win the job. Wasn't fancy last week. He was 15 of 25 from 185 and a touchdown. When you run for 264 with Walker, like Walker did, and 326 of the team, you need to throw the ball for 200 and 300 yards. Um, so he could he took care of the ball. He kept the Spartans ahead of the chains. Um, YSU is going to need to get pressure on Thorne. They're going to have to. I don't want to say you you sell out to stop the run because, like you mentioned, if you do that, it leads for plays down the field with Naylor and their tight ends. Um, You're going to have be, to be aggressive. I mean, there's yes, just no way around you it. You can't You're, sit back with you know your linebackers and DBs being 10, 12 yards off the ball. Run blitzes are going to be a part of mm-hmm. your defense. There's just no way around it. You're going to have to do it. You're the smaller team, so you're going to have to take advantage of – Wherever they're at, yeah, you're, you know, this is an uphill battle. It's a, I don't want to sit here and say, oh, well, you know, this, this, and this, we can win the game. We know what we're facing. This is, a, you know, this is a Big Ten team. We're going up in level. This is a Big Ten team that, with a couple breaks, 
will probably get to a bowl game, I think. I think that's safe to assume only after watching Michigan State one game. They're much better than they were last year. Um, so I think it's safe to assume this Spartan team will probably get to a bowl game. Um, it, look, you've got to stop Kenneth Walker. I, I know I keep saying that, but if Kenneth Walker runs for 264, we're in for a long, long, long afternoon. Yeah, well, obviously, you're right. Stopping the run will be a huge part of the challenge for the defense. Keeping the plays in front of them is what you're talking yes. about. You know, trying to get them in the third and fourth down situations. Where third and making, long, yeah. They weren't successful last week <clears throat> on third down nope. against against Northwestern. So, hopefully, Wyatt will have the opportunity to be in those situations and challenge them and see how they respond. That's where I'm talking about the tight ends. I think the tight ends will be utilized against Youngstown State. So let's see if I'm right or wrong next week. If they could, if YSU could be successful against the tight ends, I think then they can concentrate on the run. And now that makes them an outside game. Now, yeah, they're probably bigger, stronger, and faster. The question is, could you be zone type to be able to handle it? It's going to be interesting. I mean, it's it. We know who the better team is mm-hmm. because they have more team, they have more, more players. Yep. They're bigger, they're faster, and stronger. All right, we know that ahead of time. What I really judge this game on is how you compete. How do you scheme against a team that's bigger, faster, and stronger than you? What do you try to take away from them defensively? Meaning what part of the game that they struggle or that they succeed at that you want to really exploit defensively? And offensively, the same thing. YSU is going to have to show things they did not show mm-hmm. against Incarnate Ward. I mean, there's just no way around it. They have to be able to show a passing game, even if it's a short passing game, which is quick out of the hands of the quarterback into either a slot receiver or a running back. They're going to have to show a different type of offense. Play action game. Well, they showed some of that last week. But more than anything, I think you're going to have to see a spread offense where – you're using your receivers and your your slot receiver and your running backs as basically long handoffs mm-hmm. and try to get them in one-on-one situations to get three to five yards on those scenarios, possibly break one and get more yardage. But that's how you're going to set up your second and third down scenarios and using McLaughlin, using him as a receiver mm-hmm. as much as a runner yes. this week. If that happens... I think they can have success. If they take McLaughlin away from the YSU's offense, it's going to be a very long day. Yeah. I, honestly, you got to think Michigan State is going to key on number eight. You got to think they are going to take him completely out of the game and make a Christian Turner, make a Demetri Crenshaw, making his first road start, only second start overall, beat them. Uh, like you mentioned, we're going to have to throw the ball probably two times maybe three times more than we did against Incarnate Word. Um, that's outside of our comfort zone. We know that. That's been established under this coaching staff. That's outside of their comfort zone. Um, like you said, we know Michigan State's bigger, faster, stronger, um, and they should win this game pretty handily. I got three keys to the game. My first key, A, get out healthy. I know we want to win and we want to compete. I think we can compete. Get out healthy because there are bigger fish to fry down the road. We have to, we go right into conference play after this. 
Number two, win the turnover battle plus three this time. Not plus two, plus three. It's got to set up short fields and you got to score off them. And number three, be aggressive. Be aggressive. Don't play an offense in a phone booth. Don't, don't just try to keep it in front of you defensively. Go after them. Be the aggressor. Take the fight to them. And all the FCS over FBS upsets this past weekend, the FCS teams were the ingre- aggressor from the first kickoff on. And number four, I usually don't do four keys, tackle on space. If YSU can tackle on space, something they did not do against Incarnate Word, it gives the Penguins a heck of a lot better chance to hang in the game and put game pressure on Michigan State. That's what I want to see. Put game pressure on the Spartans late second quarter, going into the second half. I'm not predicting a win. I don't think we're going to win. But I think we can do those four things. I think we have a good shot, like you mentioned, compete this week. Find out what we've got. Keep expanding our offense and defensive schemes. And that should lead us into a bye week, an early bye week. And I'm followed up by the kickoff to conference play. Tim, that's all I got. you have anything you want to add? I like all your keys. I think being healthy, getting in and out of this mm-hmm. game is absolutely one of the most important things you can do. Uh, compete in the game to the best of your ability. And I honestly believe what this game does is challenge the coaching staff mm-hmm. more than ta- challenges the players. Because the coaching staff has to be willing to try to compete. They can't run on third down and nine because they got stopped on first and second down. They just can't mm-hmm. do that. They're going to have to be aggressive. They're gonna, Like you said, they're going to have to get out of their comfort zone to spread out the field. The field's 53 yards wide. You've got to use every mm-hmm. inch of that, and you've got to be vertical. You're going to use players yep. maybe that you have not used all year because they have speed, and you want to use them as decoys or just to throw it deep mm-hmm. just to spread out this team. You're going to have to get out of your own comfort zone. You want to be who you are, but you're going to have to expand, expand that, that yes. to do things that you normally don't show. But that that challenge on this coaching staff, to me, is the biggest challenge they face. Can this coaching staff rise to the occasion of the talent they're playing? Yeah, Tim, I agree with that. Um, once in Spartans for the third time in history, 12 noon at Spartan Stadium in East Lansing on the Big Ten Network. Uh, Tim and I will be back next week to break down the Penguins' contest with Big Ten foe Michigan State and preview the bye week and get ready for conference play in Western Illinois. For Tim, I'm Anthony. We'll talk to you next week on the IceCast Report.